Welcome to Pro Audio Profiles. My name is Brendan Decora, and each week I'll be hosting different guests, mainly engineers and producers, but also people from across the industry. Enjoy. On this week's show, we have Andrew Sinewick. He has credits with Lil Nas X, The Who, Cobra Kai, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Simpsons, and many more. Enjoy. So I want to thank you first and foremost for being here on the show with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Appreciate it. Um, I'd like to start if you want to kind of go over your backstory, you know, how you got started, that kind of thing. Well, I have two older brothers, mm-hmm. and uh, I grew up in the age, the pre-internet age. Okay. So um, not as many distractions and right. that kind of thing. And uh, my brothers were way into music, so mm. it's kind of what I was into. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and then um, my middle brother plays guitar. Okay. And so that was kind of like right. pretty clear influence, like, right. well, I should just, I should do that. And it was cool because <laughs> we weren't real close in age to where there was like a competition thing. It was okay. more like he was real supportive and kind of showed mm-hmm. me a lot of stuff. Nice. Yeah. Did you guys have a band together or? Not really, because yeah. I think I wasn't, because there was a little bit of an age gap, uh, okay, it was yeah, like, okay. well, I wasn't cool enough to be in the band per se, <laughs> exactly. but like he had his garage band and I had my garage <laughs> nice. band. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. And that was, where was it again? Um, a little town called Annapolis, Maryland. So it's okay. like halfway in between Baltimore and D.C. Okay good place to kind of do artsy stuff as a kid because it wasn't super saturated like LA you know so yeah it was great and then um when I was about 15 I had this teacher that was like a working guitar player Mm -hmm. and uh, his name's Tom Lagana shout out Tom Lagana he's still there doing his thing awesome doing really well and uh he was great because he's like kind of took me under his wing and uh eventually kind of was like letting me sub for him and that kind of oh, thing cool. like he he was you know it was again a town like that you could work like every night of the week right, you know right and so if he got a better gig he'd be like hey uh go into paul's cafe <laughs> and like play some solo guitar nice kind of show me <laughs> that kind of stuff that they don't teach you in school right you right know? exactly yeah exactly and what led you to la in the studio scene so, um, well, before L.A., I was, um, you know, I was a garage band kid and kind of mm-hmm. like a, a rock, like, you know, I probably want to be rock star like a lot of us mm-hmm. were and into metal and stuff like that and any kind of technical music. Right. And through that, through my love of like anything kind of weird and left of center and and uh, like exotic sounding and... Mm-hmm. and uh, even in like kind of punk in aesthetic mm-hmm. more than genre, right. you know, like stuff like ah, nobody likes this, so it must be good, you know. <laughs> right. Of course, I found jazz and and that kind of music because right, because right. um, nobody likes that. exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly, the ultimate uh, the ultimate punk music. But you know, so I got pretty pretty well uh, into that kind of stuff, and I ended up. Uh, as we were talking earlier, I went to school down at the University of Miami. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, while I was in Miami, I did kind of anything you can do as a player in the music industry. Um, hmm. More solo guitar gigs, right. wedding band gigs, touring with other artists, mm-hmm. um, and studio work and original band stuff. Okay. 
And like kind of for better, for worse, the only thing where I was like, this is amazing. I, I want to do this every single day of my life for the rest mm -hmm. of my life was studio work. Right, right. And at the time, there was a guy named Dan Warner who who's like, I don't know if you knew that name from, mm -hmm. yeah, um, he's he was like, you know, the king of guitar in South Florida and, okay. and just the greatest guy. And he also was a big help to me in my career and would recommend me for things. But mm -hmm. I also saw like, this is a pretty small pond and like he's yeah. kind of doing all of the best <laughs> stuff. Right. And he's not going anywhere. Yeah. And uh, I thought like, maybe I should just try my hand in the biggest pond, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I just packed up everything in my Honda Civic and nice. drove all across the country nice. in like three days. <laughs> three and, days. Yeah. That's quick. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, nice. Yeah. It's par for the course for me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But, um, awesome. did you have contacts out here or how did you kind of get started? I had like, there was one friend, uh, who I had gone to school with. Mm -hmm. Shout out Fred Crone. Okay. He's killing it here. <laughs> Um, who was only a couple years older than me. And then there was a guy that was like maybe 10 years ahead of me mm. that was like the guy you call when you move here. Right, okay. And he was uh, a composer doing a lot of um, mostly like custom movie trailer scoring. Okay. right, right. I don't even know if that's still a thing, but yeah, yeah, this definitely. was like early 2000s. Mm -hmm. You know, he would do like, you know, there's huge budgets for like a movie trailer. right. Yeah. just for the music part. Mm -hmm. And they would hire him to, um, essentially the way it works is they would temp it up, so mm -hmm. temporary placeholder music. Right. We like this James Brown track, but it's going to cost 300 grand to right. license it, and we only <laughs> want three seconds. Yeah. And then also at the end, though, we like this Metallica track, but mm -hmm. that's going to cost half a million to license, yeah. and we only need five seconds. <laughs> so can you give me three seconds of James Brown and five right. seconds of Metallica? <laughs> awesome. And... Um, I had uh, I had made this demo CD, so again, mm -hmm. kind of pre. I guess there was like MySpace and stuff, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't like what it is now, where right. you could just your Instagram like right, is your right. business card. <laughs> that wasn't a thing, yeah. you know. So I had this CD that was like Andrew Sinowick, session guitarist, my picture on the cover, nice. and it was like really short snippets of like, you know metal guitar playing okay. and classical guitar right. playing and different like, examples. so somebody yeah. would just put it in it'd be like real quick like boom 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 wow this mm. guy does everything nice and um i gave that to him and he luckily was in the position where he um needed to uh hire somebody and mm -hmm. he was like all right kid i'll give you a shot nice. you know and it worked nice. out and then he referred me to his friends and those friends referred me to their friends right, and right. Nice. here we are nice and so do you still do a lot of um, film scoring, I'm assuming. Yeah, or? that's I do a lot of that, mm -hmm. a lot of film scoring, and then record okay. projects. Nice, mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, so one of the things I like to talk about a lot on the podcast is kind of how to inspire the artists in the studio. Mm. And you know, as a session musician and as an artist yourself, you kind of have a unique perspective on that because you know a lot of it is like you know for engineers how to like prep the room, or yeah, prepare things, and you know it's like how do you how do you, you know, walk that line between putting your own kind of spin on it right. and also adhering to the artist's vision, you know? Yeah, well, I think you can sort of tell when they have a really clear vision and they mm -hmm. want you 
you know, they'll they'll say this is what we want, and they either play you an example or right. they say, I want it to sound like purple raindrops, like in a windstorm, <laughs> and you go, okay, yeah, hold on, I right. got that sound right here. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, also the, the being an artist part, also I think um, working on my own records now kind of gives you a little more empathy for what people are right. going through. Yeah. I definitely try to not like be on my phone and mm-hmm. you know try and really be present and like right right show that I care. Yeah. You know, it, of it's a fine line though cuz like you can't care so much that they're like hey do a solo and then you do a solo. You can't care so much that you're like no that's the solo right. that it's like cuz it's not <laughs> right. your name on the record. Right. So it is this dance in a way you know (laughs) exactly yeah exactly and in your opinion what role does a session musician play in contributing to the artist's performance well it's different every time i mean uh, most of the time it's kind of like not drawing attention to yourself but actually just making them right be the best that they can be Mm -hmm. but certainly in the room like while the process is actually happening you can really steer Mm-hmm. the ship in subtle ways right, you know right. mostly just with your kind of energy and like being positive yeah. hopefully or yeah, or, or yeah. if <laughs> if they're not feeling positive then you're just more of a a support system sometimes right, you right. know that's okay too right. yeah it's always different that's what kind of keeps it interesting for sure it's never really like the same thing every day there's of always course, some new element at play right and how do you like when you work on film scores obviously the composer is sort of the artist in that right. respect. Mm-hmm. So how does that vary? When you know, it's not him? that much different, other than probably you know, there's there's the parameters are much more strict, right? Because like if it's somebody's record, it's like, well, this could be kind of anything, unless mm-hmm. they're we really want it to be country pop or whatever. Right. Then sure, that there's parameters there, but in the film scoring world, it's much more. It's probably already been discussed and committed and analyzed (laughs) and reanalyzed to death by the time it even gets to me you know right right. um so it's pretty clear cut what we need to do Mm -hmm. if any usually it's almost like don't stray too much from what i tempt up right right just copy it exactly just make it sound better yeah Yeah. nice yeah they just want that human element right have you ever been in a situation where you had to significantly change your playing style or technique to fit a session? That's a good question. I don't, th- not necessarily, because uh, I mean, hopefully, I wouldn't be there in the first place if that's right. I had a situation where um, the music—it was a really, <laughs> of course, it was like the best thing I've ever worked on, and it, it didn't go anywhere. It flopped. <laughs> Jeez, but. It was this crazy show, um, like, I guess, series, Mm -hmm. because it was going to be for streaming. And um, it was all kind of, they wanted, like, early Metallica and Thrash and, like, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also wanted to hire the people that, like, people from those bands. Right. Wow. And, um, but the composer, but they... You know, it's it's always a funny thing. It's like, yeah, we want let's get the guys from Suicidal Tendencies, right? But they need it to fit a structure of like <laughs> we need twenty second ramp up and then like right. some ambient stuff for a minute, and then, <laughs> so like you, so they brought in a composer right. who wanted to bring in me, right? 
And and I could tell as soon as I walked into the room, the the director who was really the mm-hmm. one that like I want to see yeah. guys from bands, right? Just took an immediate dislike and like this is the guy. So jeez, <laughs> oh, like I come up, like would kind of like wouldn't even shake my hand and stuff. It was really funny. Jeez. So. But I just went in there and I just played like the most like ugly, aggressive right. sounding stuff. <laughs> and by the end of the day, you know, everybody was high fiving nice. and it was yeah. it was cool. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but that does, it happens occasionally, but right. luckily right. not that often. It's great, honestly. I I love that. Like, yeah. it's cool. Like that becomes the challenge, you know. Right, right. Just yeah. kind of fitting in and yeah, you know, making it work. It's great. Nice. I just want to take a quick break and tell you about my free snare guide. In it, I go over all my techniques, from drum choices, microphone placement, tuning, even mixing techniques. Check it out now at brandondecora.com slash huge snare. And now, back to the show. And how do you prepare before entering a studio, you know, knowing that you may need to adapt to different artists' needs? Um... Man, I ha- I heard the best quote, and I forget who said it, but it was like, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, in some ways, that's kind of the hardest part of the job is like, I learned this a long time ago the hard way. The, like the one day that I'm like, oh, man, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. Let's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, you know, like, <laughs> is the day that I like get a call to like, at the last minute go in and and do something difficult, right. you know? <laughs> right, not expecting it. So, like, there is kind of a responsibility, I feel anyway, to, like, mm. I kind of always get up pretty early mm. and practice, and, like, I have my little routine to right. make sure that I'm in a good physical and, like, mental headspace mm. kind of all the time. Right. And that that's almost as much as of the job as, like, as anything. Like, yeah. Because you're almost like a fireman where, like, you never know. It's like that scene from <laughs> Ghostbusters, you know, right. like, we got one. Yeah. It's, I sort of always just, like, okay, if somebody needs me to play some crazy banjo thing, right. I, I want to know that it's not <laughs> totally dusty. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I've even gotten calls before where it's like, you know, the the clients are, are here now. How soon can you get here? Right. And I'm like, really? Yeah. What? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, and what does the collaborative process look like? Obviously, a lot of us are doing remote work now. Yeah. You know, you have your beautiful studio here. You know, how does that, how does it vary when you're here working remotely yeah. versus going into places? Well, going in and working in real life is always the best thing because mm. so much of communication is nonverbal, yes. you know? Um, yes. And often people, as you well know, they say one thing, but they mean something else. Yes. Mm-hmm. And until you're there, like, and they say, you know, I, I don't know, big power chord thing, and you go, right. oh, like this, right. and you give them exactly that, and they right. go, no, like, that's the, <laughs> you know, you really kind of need to have that happen to right, understand right, right. what they really are looking for. Right. Yeah. And do you do, like, live kind of, like, video call sessions yeah, with so, people, too? Yeah, so now... Um, I mean, one of the good things that came out of the whole pandemic was like I got my whole Zoom and audio movers thing mm-hmm. really dialed in, nice. and, I, and people, you know, are now I think more comfortable doing that, right? And they're hip now to the way that all works. Um, so for new um, people I haven't worked with, ninety nine percent of the time I make them at least like 
get me started for 15 minutes and right, then you right. can leave. But like, <laughs> let me make sure. So, right, yeah. Right, exactly. And I have a little Pro Tools template where, um, you know that there's a plugin called Mutomatic? Yeah. Yeah, yep. that thing is great. Yeah. So I bring in Zoom from a separate feed and mm -hmm. it, it kind of mutes it. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to do any of that stuff. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It took me a while to get that figured out, but now, yeah. now it's great. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, can you describe one of the more memorable recording sessions you've been a part of? Um, the thing that jumps out, and I've already kind of told this story a bunch, but is like I did this one song for um, the the most recent album by The Who. Okay. And I mean, just they weren't there, mm -hmm. but the fact that I got to work on a Who record yeah. is like, I can't believe I'm That's saying that <laughs> sentence out loud, you know? That's awesome. It's, it, it was incredible. Nice. They sent me the track ahead of time to learn. And then I went, uh, it was Dave Sardi producing, okay. so I went over yeah. to his place. And uh, it was one of those things, like, they had had this placeholder guitar for, like, mm. ever. Okay. For, like, I think, like, two years or however, you know, since the beginning wow. of the project. They were like, okay, well, yeah, we'll do this song. And, yeah, yeah we'll replace that guitar. And it was, mm. like, down to the wire. Like, right. we got to get this thing replaced. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I just went in and, and uh, played it. And nice. th that was the, f the first take I did was the very first time I heard roger's voice and everything the <laughs> way it was intended nice yeah and That's it was cool. just like yeah it was <laughs> i mean it was like okay i, I could i could die now like <laughs> right it was right. amazing that's yeah. awesome it's awesome now you have your home studio here obviously you're a bit of an engineer yourself you you know do all that stuff. yeah i'm like a wannabe engineer i, yeah. I really love yeah, that, yeah. That stuff. but how do you how do you balance like the creative side you know when you're working yeah. on your own music even yeah. like how do you stay inspired without getting caught up in the technical stuff uh well if it's my own music i tend to let somebody else handle that okay. you know like mm -hmm. i'll just i'll do like really make sure the writing part of it is cool and the, the nuts and bolts of the compositions and then i try and do the casting part which is like who who do i think would be the best players right. for this and then kind of where would be the best place or who would be the best to capture it mm -hmm. and then I mean, that's what the best, like, producers do yeah. is, like, think about it, you know, make mm -hmm. it, put your time in, do your homework, right. pick the right people, but then let them do their thing. Like, yes. you hire them for a reason. Yes. Now, let them do th their job and you do your thing, which mm -hmm. is just, in that case, be an artist or right. whatever, right. you know, whatever that means. Exactly. But, um, that's but the best producers, I think. It, it's kind of frustrating when people are... You know, like, you see it happen. Like, why are you telling this drummer what to play? He just <laughs> yes. played the perfect thing. Did yes. you even hear the first thing he did? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. And so then, I try not to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But when you're also, when you're, you know, yeah. hired for a session mm -hmm. and you have to engineer yourself. Like, yeah, if I'm working here, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've done it so much now that it's sort of second nature. Okay. Um. I try, there's times where like, uh, I can experiment, you know, mm, and it's, yeah. I try and use those times to like try stuff that might not work or to try something new. Right. And then there's other times where it's like, okay, we're on, on a time frame here under a deadline. Mm. And those are the times where I just go with what I know works. You right. Know? Right. Of yeah. course. Where you use templates. Yeah. Those yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's the nice thing about having your own place. It's like everything's always the same, you right, know? Right, It's not like 
some new studio every day. Mm, you always know what to yeah. reach for. Yeah. To, to I mean, I don't know how you guys do it where you're like yeah. in a new room every day. Right. And I mean, it could be tricky for yeah. sure. You know? I guess that's part of the fun too. Yeah, it is for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, and I mean, we kind of just talked about this a little bit, but maybe you can expand on it is how has the role of the session musician changed with advancements yeah. in recording technology and home studios and those kind of things. Well, yeah, you kind of have to do everything now. Yeah. I think that goes for just about any career in the music industry. Like everybody does a little bit of everything. And I think whatever your main thing is, that kind of determines what the things are on the periphery of that. (laughs) Awesome. Um, And how has your approach to working with artists evolved over time? Um. I think I take more of like a 30,000 foot view now. Okay. Whereas like in the beginning, you know, there is that thing where you're like, okay, they said they wanted to sound exactly like this. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I know like they could say anything and it <laughs> it may or may not mean that. So right. maybe, so I'll actually kind of do more of like what I think it should be and then, and wait and see like, are they mm-hmm. hating? You know, you yeah. kind of like yeah. out of the corner of your eye, you're like, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> in a way, it's like a little, you know, what my British British friends would say, like, oh, it's a, you're a cheeky bastard. Huh? You know, <laughs> right, like you're a little right. bit like, hey, can I get away with this? Yeah. But ultimately, it's for the good of the project, you right, know, right. like, um, uh, yeah. And if you you can sort of tell, like, oh, they don't like what's happening right now or yeah, or yeah. they do. Right. I mean, that's obviously that, that kind of thing you can really only do if there's instant feedback and in real time. Of course. I'm of not going to. If somebody's not here, you know, right. and I'm sending them a track, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't just do that and right, risk it. Right, you right, Because you never know. You yeah, know. that's that's one of the hard things about guitars, too, is like, um, I, and I've started, you know, trying to kind of educate people who might hire you, mm-hmm. uh, even producers sometimes, like they'll say, yeah, we just cut bass and drums, and now we want to come and cut guitars. And we did like, uh, we did 12 songs, bass and drums right. in one day. So we, And I go, yeah, how... How many drum tracks were there? One take of drums? Right. Okay. One take of bass? Cool. Yeah. So one take of guitar? Oh, no. More than one take of guitar? <laughs> right. Oh, okay. 16 yeah. layers of guitar? <laughs> and you think we're going to do all that in one day? Exactly. You know, you have to sort of like remind <laughs> yeah. them like, right. it's a different thing. It's you know? a little different. Yeah. So that, so like sending the files, you know, yeah, the, getting back to the thing about taking risks, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that's when definitely you want to make sure that people are here in real time right right for sure for sure yeah um and what so there's a question that i actually don't have on here anymore that i've asked before i really like to do it i try to gonna try to remember what it was but it's basically like what is the what do you wish that you could tell people that misunderstand what session musicians are there for you know, oh. Like, what's your advice for people that that hire that hire musicians? you? Yeah. Um, most of the time, it works out really well. Sometimes, I'll encounter two ends of the spectrum. One mm-hmm. is like people are too like, oh, okay, here you go, you all right? It says, can I ask you to? Could I add <laughs> one more thing? Right. Like two, like yeah. I'm he- here yeah, for you. Exactly. Tell me what to do, you know? Exactly. Put me in, coach. Like, I'm here at your disposal. Yeah. Like, push me. Make me do this. Th- like, that's what I'm here for. Right. Tell me 
I'm not going to be offended if you ask me to play like David Gilmore. Right. I would love that, you know? Right. <laughs> help me help you. Exactly. That's like one end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, which I kind of encounter more, is the, um, I think it's just people are so used to just dealing with computers. Right. That they'll just be like, great, new, another take, another take, another take, mm -hmm. another take. And we haven't taken a break. And, like, and you're going, hey, right. you know, like. <laughs> I can only focus yeah. for so long. <laughs> well, yeah, like, you know, so. Um, yeah. That and also, like, you do it. The worst is, like, you're in a studio and you're out in the studio and then there's people in, in the mm. control room and you're there by yourself and you're playing, you're in there playing your heart out and you get to the end of the thing and the song ends and you look up and they're in there talking, but yeah. they're not talking to you. <laughs> yeah. And you're going, Talkback's not on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> was that good? Was right. it terrible? <laughs> either, tell me something yeah. either way, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the worst because you're like, when you feel like people aren't even listening, right? That I think that's kind of the thing that mm. I to answer your question, like right. that I wish people knew. It's like, <laughs> I, again, it comes back to like, help me help you, right. you know? Right. Like, uh, we're here trying to, we're all trying to make this better. Mm. Like, and you know, there's that thing where like, geez, they're probably like, trying to call Dean Parks or something right now, like, <laughs> right, get me out right. of here, kind of like, they're right. going to kick me out. Or like, you know, your mind starts yeah. like... And they get on the talk, yeah. talk back, that was amazing. You know, yeah. you never know. Or they're yeah. like talking about what to order for lunch right. most exactly, of the time. Exactly, <laughs> That's the, okay, the, that's the, the the other thing that I wish people would do. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, just order lunch before you start because right. they always wait until right. you're hungry. And exactly. then like, everybody gets hangry. And yeah, it's like, and it takes an hour and a half for it to get back. Yeah, and, like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it cracks me up when people go, oh, uh, yeah, we should order. It'll be here. And I'm like, is this your first day? Yeah. It's not going to be here soon. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be two hours. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, and it, you know, similar question, like when you're working on your own music and yeah. you're hiring yeah. your friends No, then and I'm colleagues. a total slave driver. Forget yeah. it. No breaks, <laughs> no food. Exactly. <laughs> no, but what have you learned when you're in those shoes, you know, when you're yeah. working with people and hiring people? Yeah, I do try. I mean, it's, I do, you know, conversely, I do find myself like, ah, we got to get more songs done or right, whatever. Right. But yeah, I certainly try and keep the other thing in mind, you mm, know? Exactly, exactly. I think as long as you're, you know, honestly, like, appreciative of people, you know, that, that right. goes a long way, too. Right, right. You know, people, you can tell the difference when, when people are, you know, thankful for, for what you're doing and yeah, what they're, exactly. you know, when they're not. exactly. Yeah. Um, and how do you maintain a strong working relationship with artists, producers, engineers after the session is over? Hmm. I'm really bad about that, <laughs> but, and honestly, I think the thing, I mean, you're, you're talking, it's almost like a networking question yeah, that you're I asking. Guess, yeah. I honestly feel the best thing to do is to be so good that they can't help but tell like three <laughs> of their friends, right. like, you have to hear this person. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. That That's way, that's going to go um, much farther than right. You know, hey, let's do lunch. Right, like, for sure, for sure. You know, I mean, that's great too, but... <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it's, yeah. you know... And maybe if I were good at doing the other thing, right. I would have a different answer, but I'm not, yeah. I'm just not wired that way. <laughs> like, I, I'm still kind for of an sure. East Coaster. Like, my thing is just, like, let my kind of guitar do the talking, I guess, exactly. and, like, exactly. hopefully it's a, a great fit and, yeah. and people want to 
keep hiring you. you Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That honestly, that, that speaks volumes over any kind of, at least for me. For sure. I'm the same way, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Let the, let the work do the talking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, is there any current or recent projects that you're allowed to talk about that you, you want to? Um, yeah, I just did a song for uh, the artist Little Nas X. Which, okay. Yeah, I was really excited nice. about that. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, this producer, Omer Fetty, mm-hmm. who's also like a ridiculous guitar player. He's like oh, this wow. kid. It's hilarious. He's, Dang. He's unbelievable. <laughs> he's like this crazy producer. Um, but he just wanted to get, you know, different perspectives. Right. So we did this band thing. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's that was fun. Um, I played. I got to play with Alanis Morissette this year. That oh, cool. was really fun nice. for me. You know, nice. with Victor, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Victor yeah. was on drums. <laughs> nice. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. one uh, one show. It's nice. incredible. Yeah. Nice. So that was different. And then I've been doing more of my own music. So that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I put out a record this year, and then just did a little mm-hmm. tour for that, which is like totally new. Yeah. Because I sort of like, when I'm. I mean, I you, you know, I think the best thing to do, like when you. Uh, get your feet wet in a new career or a new town mm. or whatever, and this is what I did: is you just throw paint at the wall and see what sticks. Right. But certainly, my focus was like studio work. You know, yeah. like for better or for worse, I never got one of those really cool, crazy tours. You right. Know? Right. So, have you done live gigs? Yeah, I mean, I've done a ton of that stuff, but okay. never, but I never really like pursued it. You know. Right. Right. Um, and so. So now to have my own thing and like try and tour behind that is is kind of it's really mm-hmm. fun. It's it's actually nice. really um, because it's so new. I think it's still mm-hmm. like very exciting for me. Nice, you know. Nice. Yeah. Um, I like to wrap up asking the same kind of set of questions for okay. everyone. Um, the first one is who has been your most influential teacher? Mm, I've had a few. I'll, I think I sort of mentioned some of them, like um, my my older brother. Um, right. My guitar teacher in Maryland, Tom mm-hmm. Magana, it's a teacher in Miami. Um, I, actually, the, the people at the school were great, Randall Dallahan and Kencho Kane. And then Dan Warner was like right. super real world. Like he would let me come to sessions and mm-hmm. um, I would always call him and ask him dumb questions. And he'd call me <laughs> back at like midnight, you know, on the way home from the studio, like, you know, well, no, you need to set the delay time to, you know, that kind of <laughs> right, thing. Right. Well, you need a mixer so that you can have the delay yeah. and reverb in parallel or whatever, <laughs> right, like ridiculous right. stuff. And exactly. he took the time for, for me, you know, like that was nice. really nice. And nice. since I moved to L.A., like um, certainly two of my biggest mentors are Tim Pierce and George mm-hmm. Deering. Yeah. Yeah, those those guys are incredible. And they both been like so kind to me and stuff. Nice. It's It's been awesome. I've awesome. gotten to work with them side by side and just watching them see how they do their thing that's right. been the greatest teacher you know right, right. absolutely um the next one is kind of more for engineers but it's you know what's your favorite reference track if you're going mm. to a new studio but yeah like for you what would you put on to be inspired you know what would you um get in the mood i have yeah i don't know i, I sort of have like my guilty pleasure records mm-hmm. some of which are kind of more guitar nerd stuff some are more like uh, I mean, it's, it's funny. I think it's almost a universal record at this point for for people like audio nerds. But like uh, Tom Petty, Wildflowers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. That one. Like, if I'm having a, like a bad day or whatever, right. I just put that on and crank it like in the car, nice. and I just like instantly feel better. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I love that record. Everything about it. You know. Nice. Uh, there's nice. a Sean Colvin record I really love too, called uh, "A Whole New You." I think. Hmm. You know, I love that John Leventhal right. um, playing and producing and writing nice. and stuff. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it's kind of equally, like, nerdy music and also, like, uh, yeah. singer-songwriter right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, last question. 
what would be one tidbit you have for an upcoming session musician? Oh man, that's a good question. I think just uh, be patient and just try and stay, you know, versatile. Kind of mm. like wear as many hats as you can in the beginning, right. and then as you go along and, and um, kind of hopefully move up the totem pole, you can sort of like niche down a little bit and right. find what you really, really like to do and focus on that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. kind of what I did, I guess. Nice. Awesome, man. Cool. Well, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time. Sure. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much for checking out the show. Make sure to subscribe for all the updates, and I'll see you next week.